we're looking at an 80-20 rule. So 80% of the time you're eating really awesome nutrient-dense options that are fueling your body. 20% of the time is reserved for whether that's a date night, a girls' night out, a celebration. Sometimes, you know, you need a pizza pizza in the bathtub and that's okay. Welcome to Reps and Redemption, a podcast for moms who want to prioritize their health and build strength from the inside out. Hey there, mama. I know you long to find the joy in all the things homemaking and motherhood while showing your kids that you don't have to give up on yourself, your goals, or your desired quiet time with Jesus just to be a good mom. I'm your host, Ashley Harvey, former college athlete, wife, homeschooling, faith-filled homemaker, mom of four, nutrition and strength training coach. If you're ready to take control of your health, lose fat, build muscle, and faith, you're in the right place. Grab that iced coffee and let's dive in. I am here with Megan Perrin. She is our guest today and I'm going to let her introduce herself to you. And we are going to have an awesome conversation today. Hey, Megan, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great, Ashley. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast today. And hello to everyone listening. I'm Megan. I'm the owner and designer of Empower Collective. I own two different businesses centered around helping women through all of the stages of life, specifically motherhood and finding balance amidst the chaos that always seems to present itself to us. So I hold four certifications. I'm a NASM certified personal trainer, a nutrition coach, a precision nutrition level one coach, and a GGS pre and postnatal specialist. My business actually turns three in two weeks, two weeks from yesterday. It'll be three years, and I've had the pleasure and honor of working with over 100 women in that time to really help them find and unlock their power and potential through focusing on the areas of deep health and making sure that we are pouring into our cup. You really cannot pour from an empty cup, and I feel like that's an expectation put out there for a lot of moms nowadays. Yeah, I agree. Oh, my gosh. Well, Happy birthday to your business. It's Empower Collective, correct? Empower Collective is the umbrella. I have two different LLCs. It's Empower Fit is the coaching side and Empower Apparel is my fitness apparel side. Oh my gosh, that is awesome. I love fitness clothes. Like, you know, that's like one of the reasons I'm like, okay, almost all done being pregnant so I can get my regular gym clothes back. But that is awesome. I, I love how you said you help moms, especially that's, a lot of your clientele, because it is hard for us to find the balance with our faith and our fitness, especially when it comes to having little. So how do you help your clients do that? Walk us through something like that for us. Yeah, absolutely. It's really hard to say what an average client is because I really do meet each and every woman I work with exactly where she's at. So the exact path looks different for each client. But I can give you a more generic zoomed out spread of what we work on. So my clients, most of them, we have weekly check-ins. And that's even for my people that are working remote all over the country, not just my in-person people that come and see me. Mm-hmm. I've just, It's a little play on words with the name of the brand, but it's the Pillars of Empowerment. So Ooh, we have five... Yes, we have five areas that we talk about every single week to check in and see. It's almost like a uh, very casual report card of how you're doing. First one we talk about is hydration. So many people overlook just drinking their water. It really does wonders for your health and your mental clarity. We talk about moving, daily movement. It does not have to be exercise in the gym or even at home, but just intentional movement. We aim for 30 minutes a day, generally speaking. Some people is different. 
And then we talk about eating well and enough. That's probably the biggest slice of the pie, making sure that you're eating enough, whether you may be in the stage of pregnancy or that fourth trimester and you're breastfeeding. Everyone's caloric needs in each chapter of life is so unique. So we really dive into that together, throw in a little bit of trial and error and figure out what works best. Next is also a big one, stress management. In today's world, I don't think it's possible for anyone to be completely stress-free. So it's about managing the stress as it comes to us. And that's where a lot of the faith side of things comes into play too. I train women regardless, of course, of what they believe in or how they live their lives. But a lot of my clients end up focusing on that area with me too, which is also, it's always really special. It touches my heart. Um, and we go through, we have a stress toolbox. I'd love to tell you more about that. Um that kind of helps you visit a couple of places when you feel like you're starting to spiral out of control. And then the last pillar is especially hard for moms, especially in those earlier years is sleep. So how can we prioritize sleep? And even if there is a newborn that needs nursing and changing every couple hours, how can we get the most out of our sleep? So that one, that one can be tricky, but we really focus on addressing all of those areas each week and seeing how we can improve, not all of them at once, but which one is either the easiest to address or the one causing the biggest roadblock. Sometimes we can focus on a lot of coaches might just focus on one piece of the pie, but I see that you're focusing on several pieces. And I like how you said the biggest roadblock or the easiest to attain. So that is something that, you know, if someone was really struggling, would you start with hydration and sleep? If would those be like the two things you started with first before you worried about anything else? Or is there something that you would start first that that would be different? What what do you think? Yeah, so it would depend on the exact person's situation. And when you say struggling, I'm imagining someone who just is completely almost beside themselves feeling like they are not in control of any area of their life. And they are really struggling, maybe in all five of the areas of pillars. That's when we're going to have a conversation. And I always ask my clients first, what feels achievable for you? So maybe it's someone who is working a desk job that's super stressful. Their stress relief is Netflix and, and being very relaxed and very sedentary. We might look at a five-minute action that they're going to execute, and that could be going on a short walk, walking to their mailbox. It could be so minute. Some of my new moms were making, you know, AM and PM routines. So brushing your teeth is on there. When you brush your teeth, like it's like gold star, basically. You're, right. You're, right. It looks different versus someone. If I have someone working with me who is not in a state of that type, but when they're right. not at the homeostasis, they're um, when when I do have someone who's in a different stage of life, then I'd say most times hydration is what we focus on first. Like I've had a client who came to me and they're like, hey. I need to detox from sugar. How do I do that? They said, well, let's first talk about some other things and some other areas. And it turns out that they weren't drinking nearly enough water, maybe one glass a day. So I said, I hear you. We will address that. Absolutely affirming their goal, but also saying first, let's take some baby steps and almost do some troubleshooting. Like when your phone or your TV is messed up, you reset it and you start it again. So we kind of do an internal reset real quick. And then we do address those bigger goals or bigger struggles. I love that. An internal reset. So a lot of the listeners on this show are moms and they are stay-at-home moms. And I think too, from that perspective, either working in the home or just completely homemaking, which is, as we know, a full-time job, how should we 
And you can even pretend it's me, like <laughs> with this new baby that's about to approach. And I have three other ones. How should, you know, how would someone like me like approach, you know, finding balance, especially if you, I know you said you have a two-year-old in our yeah. show, in our little free show notes. And like, if you remember that stage, what would be something that you would focus on, especially as a pre and postnatal coach as well, um, post so maybe the the first, you know, the fourth trimester, like you said, um, you know, in that little range, what what would you choose um, for the, for me and a person like me to focus on in that in that time period? Absolutely, we're going to make the goals the smart goals. We're going to make them attainable goals. We're going to make them pretty simple, really, because at the beginning of a coaching journey, what I want is for my clients to feel the wins. I want them to feel the success. And even when that is something smaller, so maybe a new mom, it is hard to remember to eat. Sometimes it's hard going to give them any type of strict meal guidance or say you need to hit these macros or these hand portions. We're just going to say, Hey, let's make sure you're eating X, Y, and Z times a day. So maybe that's setting a timer on her phone or whatever is near her an alarm clock so that when that timer goes off, it's automatically, oh, okay, real quick, go to the kitchen that's holding baby, that's putting baby in the swing for a moment, whatever needs to be done and whatever is attainable. And I always, always with new moms in that brand new stage, we're calling on the support circle too. So communication and open talk about the expectations of what she needs because we can't do this alone. No. (laughs) need your people, you need your support system, and you need your professionals to really make the most of it and get the most out of it. That is so true. And I I think that when it comes to also nutritionally in that fourth trimester period, we are a slightly sleep deprived and we we don't think (laughs) about those things. And it's super important to have that system in place. I know my my oldest this morning, she, she just turned 21 last week. And she said, she's excited for my like rest period. It's I'm like, we'll see, I'll try to stay upstairs for, you know, 10 days. We'll see how that goes, but they're yeah. excited because we have a plan and we put it in place and uh, there's a lot of healing and a lot of things that need to take place. And I think too, when it comes to um, one of the ones you said, your daily movement. I think up until that period of childbirth, that is really an excellent form of getting your body ready for labor. Would you agree? Absolutely. As long as you are physically able, of course, there's outlier situations. And of course, we do want to listen to the medical professional that there's any type of risk at play. But however, you can stay mobile. Stay mobile does not mean you need to be in the gym throwing power cleans around at (laughs) 40 weeks. But when I got the okay from my doctor, like, all right, everything's looking great. Let's try to induce labor. Let's go. I was out in my gym is in my garage and I put the barbell on my back and just kept doing squats until I couldn't squat anymore. (laughs) Baby girl, let's go. Let's go. (laughs) Like I'm right there with you. I'm like, okay, I I might not power clean, but I'll probably squat. (laughs) Yeah. But all about um, really resetting again, your expectation of yourself. So we don't want to be training as someone who's not in that stage of pregnancy because you are doing a huge workout every single day, whether it was when the day you made the eyeball or whatever development that baby is doing, that's taking a ton out of you. And it's okay for your fitness journey and your movement journey to look different in that chapter. 
but as close as you can stay to it, just meaning even if it's a walk instead of a run or a jog you used to do, that really does help you prepare. And I mean, let's be honest, probably the hardest workout you're ever going to do in your life is labor. You don't just go for a marathon with zero amount of running training. So I always thought about exercise and movement as my, my training and my prep for labor and birth. Nice. I, I think that's where I'm at too. Of course, I know what's coming. Third, third bio baby around fourth child. And I am yeah. excited. I do love your pillars of empowerment. And I think too, in, in order to help us find balance, especially like you said, I think, would you, would you say as a coach and having all this experience with your clients, would you say, I know you said it depends on their individual needs and the person, but to just kind of maybe gauge what season we're in, mm -hmm. how about eating well? When you say that, what, what do you mean exactly? Are you, are we talking about like, you know, a tool of eating well, like keto, paleo, all this stuff, or is there like a way that you like to teach eating well? Absolutely. I am, I feel like anti is a strong word, but I'm pretty anti fad diets or fad eating styles. Yes, we're here. Yeah. yeah. We're for life. It is so not realistic to be like, I'm never going to eat a piece of birthday cake again. Like yeah. life to be celebrated with most of my clients. We're looking at an 80, 20 role. So 80% of the time you're eating really awesome nutrient dense options that are fueling your body. 20% of the time is reserved for whether that's a date night, a girl's night out, a celebration. Um, sometimes, you know, you need a piece of pizza in the bathtub and that's okay. Right. It's just, you know, parenting is hard. Life is hard. So you're not restricting yourself. I feel like that creates a really negative relationship with food. My goal with my clients is to teach them how to find, locate, and eat for their goals using mainly whole foods as they're available. So we look at a pretty moderate diet, I would say. Typically, we start with the balance if we're looking at macronutrients, and then we adjust as needed. And of course, I take into consideration whatever preferences my clients have for their own life, too. I love that. And, and I think, too, it's important to understand one of my later episodes a few episodes ago was on macronutrients from the course yeah. you and I met in. And yeah, I, you know, it's, it's kind of funny when I don't want to track everything, what's really helped me find balance with food is just really making sure, especially in the stage that I'm getting enough protein. So if yes. that's like the only thing I track, I'm still pretty satisfied because I know my fats, my carbs there, I'm either baking, making homemade sourdough bread as my carbs, or I am like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, healthy fats, like walnuts, cashews, avocados. I'm not really worried about it. Like the amount yeah. is, you know what I mean? I do struggle with getting enough protein that I always have. And I love how you said eating well and eating enough. And I think that a lot of moms can overlook what they need on a day-to-day -day basis because they're worried about so many other needs. Would you agree? I 1000% agree that the hustle bustle of motherhood really gets in the way of our own needs. And two, we have diet culture to blame for the past, uh, what's it been almost 30 years now where they were telling us to eat as little as possible and right. be as small as possible, which bottom line just is not healthy for our hormone balance. That's so delicate it's not good for our mental health and our mental cognitive abilities. 
and of course, physically, like we're meant to be strong beings. So you have to eat to be able to lift or train or whatever it is that you want to do. So a lot of times with clients, I run into people who have either been advised to or have decided that they should be eating at a caloric goal that is sometimes half of where, where we ideally want them to be. So it's almost a rehabilitation of sorts for the mental aspect around eating, but then also the physical part of it. Cause when they're used to not eating very much, it is uncomfortable at first to begin fueling and feeding your body, but the payoff in the long run is absolutely amazing. And I, I know you, you feel better when you're getting the fuel and the energy that you need to actually take care of your family. And I, I do think that there's something to be said about being a healthy mom. So you know, from your perspective, where you're at right now with, with your life and your family, what do you say the biggest bonuses of being, you know, finding that balance and being healthy and leading that example for your family? What do you think the biggest benefit is? Well, first, the cutest benefit is that my two-year-old is like squats, mommy squats, push-ups. And she goes <laughs> out and does her version of little squats and push-ups and jumps and stuff. Um, a very like monkey see monkey do type thing. It's already seeing her following in those footsteps and wanting to be active and live that healthier lifestyle is super awesome. Um, my husband and I actually met in the gym though, back home in Virginia beach. Oh, so, I love that. <laughs> yeah. It's been a part of our relationship since day one. We're both, I identify, classify, whatever as a gym rat. So I am always at the gym. So is he and our daughter is too. Yeah. Hello. And <laughs> <laughs> I'd say the, the biggest benefit so far and alongside too, something I noticed is even when the rest of our family, our friends get sick and those bugs go around, it only impacts us. It, it like touches us, but softer. Right. We bounce back quicker as you can hear my sniffles. I do have something my toddler gave me about a week ago, but Been you know, <laughs> um, you know it, it does happen. It's part of it, but it really does seem that generally we're able to stay well more of the time, which obviously helps us to be more productive, get more things done, spend more quality time together as a family. And all of that's been a journey too. It nice. didn't just immediately. It wasn't just easy work. <laughs> right. No, I love that because it is, it is kind of monkey see monkey do, right? I, I heard some research recently that was like starting, especially at the age of six, the health of the family and the health of the, the daughter. Um, it's what she sees her mother do. And then if yeah. she has any older siblings, so you better believe I share this with my 21 year old. I'm like, we're going to the, <laughs> yeah, or we're all going for a walk. <laughs> and it's true because we're setting our children up for success. And not only do I, you know, believe as believers, we know that if we train them in the way that they should go, I know it's a precept, but they will always have that on their heart and really start to question or as when they're asking questions, they will know what they were taught biblically speaking about the Lord. And then if they see us also live this healthy lifestyle, 80, 20, like you said, we're not like taking <laughs> the fun out of everything or taking the birthday cake out of every birthday, but they see us enjoy our cake, but work hard. And I think yes. there's something definitely to be said for that. Yeah. I mean, and, and like you said, your daughter saw you and she's like squats, squats, you know, and she's ready to do squats with you. And she's only two. That is adorable. Yeah. I love that. 
Yes. On the negative habits too, though, because I've been working big time on screen time restrictions for myself and I see her trying to, you know, whether it's grab my phone or grab the thermometer because it has the little digital part on it and try to pretend that she's on her phone. And so it's like those opportunities will always present themselves of areas that we can dial it in. But that was all for myself recently where I was like, whoa, okay. And even if I'm working from my phone, she doesn't know that. She doesn't know the difference between and scrolling. So that's really where like time blocking comes into play and making sure that I'm doing the work on my phone, whether while she's napping or after she goes to bed for the night. Right. It's, and it's hard. Like it really is hard to, to do, especially like my, my six-year-old, you know, she stopped napping like way long a time ago. Yeah. We try to do quiet time. My other one's napping now. It's when we're doing this interview, which is so awesome. But it is like, you know, prioritizing sleep and then trying to work a little bit is really a struggle. But I know like when I hit 11 o'clock at night, I am so like, I have to be done. Otherwise I won't get the sleep that I need. Like I absolutely have to. And I love that that was one of your priorities. And then, you know, I know you were talking about with stress management, with the stress, stress management tip that Mm -hmm. would you say our phones can be a cause of stress. Would that be, you know, the scrolling, the, and I've, I've noticed this a little bit, especially, you know, pregnant and your hormones and then stress and then a little bit of fear. And then you're like, oh my gosh, like for me, I'm like, how am I going to keep all these kids safe? And I've noticed. And so for me, that stood out when you said you coach on stress management, because I just asked myself before this interview, how can I remove some stress from my life before this boy shows up? <laughs> And the first thing I thought was the scroll. (laughs) What would you, what do you say about that? It's real. I have not looked into any, like if any studies have been done to prove this, but I feel like it's pretty obvious that our brains aren't designed or developed to take in that much information and admits everything else and how busy our worlds have become that it's impossible for us. We literally just explode like a Jack in the box. Where whether it's happy, sad, and different, even when it's sermons, even when it's other things too, if you have so much else going on, it's it's a lot. It's a lot yeah. to. Handle. So sometimes the the quiet is necessary, and then sometimes you do need to watch a video or listen to something. And sometimes scrolling can help you kind of, I guess, dissociate is the right word when you're just in that overwhelming place that I know I find myself in as a mom and a lot of other moms do too. But that's where we look at replacements for that. Right. And nothing's going to be perfect. We do live in this day and age and smartphones are in everyone's hand. So it's never saying like, oh, I'm never going to touch my phone again, or I'm never right. going to on social media, unless that's a personal decision. It's tough for people like you and I, though, because a lot of my business is on social media platforms. Right. So it's way too easy to turn that work off. And, you know, I'm oh, replying to a message or a notification that's business related. But next thing you know, I'm on the reels tab or the watch tab. Right. And yes. So finding that balance there is definitely, um, it requires diligence and yeah. dedication to it and really knowing the why behind it. So when you remind yourself it, so you can give that baby boy all of the TLC, those newborn scrunchy snuggles. Like you want to soak them up. You don't want your phone to take that from you. Right. So the mindset around it is really what helps us. And also again, with balance, you just going to completely boycott it unless you want to. Right. You just exactly. Yeah. 
Well, and I, I too, I thought, you know, maybe what I'm going to do is some, I'm going to try something new and only be on it for work for like the podcast related stuff. And then give myself, I do love like YouTube shorts and I'm like, and I love watching some workout videos and I'm like, okay, I'll give myself 10 minutes. Like, that's it. Like that's cause you know, 10 minutes can turn into an hour very fast at night when all your kids are sleeping. So yes. I know that I need to reel it in that way, but let me, we're, we're going to close here in a few minutes, but let me run through your pillars. And I love your coaching framework, Megan. And I let's, I just want to go over it for the audience really quick. So go ahead and recite your pillars of, is it empowerment pillars of empowerment? I just pronounce it empowerment. So the business is spelled kind of funky because MP is my initials and then her, because I specialize in working with women. So yes, it's spelled funky like that with M E and T at the end, the pillars of empowerment. It's out in my garage. <laughs> so go ahead and walk us through really quick uh just the your five pillars and then let us know where everyone can find you if they're like they you know they heard you they're like oh my gosh she resonates with me I want to reach out and so run through those and let everyone know where they can find you if they want to speak to you more about your coaching services Yeah, absolutely. So to run through the pillars of empowerment again, the first one we talk about is hydration, making sure that you're drinking enough water. The second one we talk about is daily movement. Generally speaking, we have a goal of 30 minutes of intentional movement every single day, and that does not have to be in the gym or an at-home workout. Eating well and enough, we identify what that looks like and what that means for you specifically right here, right now in this chapter of life. Then we talk about stress management building your toolbox and what works for you to help manage your stress that inevitably is going to come up. And then we talk about sleep, how to get the right amount of sleep if possible, and if not, how to make the most out of the sleep that you are able to get right now. So if you would like to reach out to me, I would love to talk to you guys. You can connect with me on Instagram. The um, handle is Empower Collective. It's M-P-O-W-H-E-R and collective spelled out, no spaces or underscores or anything. My email is Megan, M-E-G-A-N at Empower, spelled that same way, fit, F-I-T dot com. And then if you go on my website, which is empowerfit.com, you can see everything all about the fitness coaching, the life coaching, all of that alongside the apparel brand too, which I actually designed and founded after I became a mama. So it is thoughtfully designed for bodies that have been through it all and can do it all. Oh, I can't wait. I'm I'm like (laughs) going to visit your site tonight. (laughs) It'll be Uh, my 10 minutes. (laughs) It's a little late. There will be, I'm working on some maternity stuff. It probably won't be around until next year, but I have been sampling some maternity and nursing wear. Thank you so much, Megan, for your time. I really appreciate having you on the show today and we will connect again later this year. What do you say? Yeah, sounds great. I'm here for it. If this episode inspired you, will you share with a friend? I would be so grateful if you would leave a podcast review on your listening app of choice. Remember, the content provided in this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please seek the advice of your qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical or health condition. Remember, be bold, mama, and live well. Until next time.